Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're awesome or shit. From Navigate to I Saw It, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. I had to lie because I knew he would cry. It's my co host, Evan. In the hour that it took me to drive up to the door, he had arranged all my belongings on the lawn. It's my co-host, Saker. That's me. That's you. <laughs> I would never arrange your belongings on the lawn. I would keep them. They yeah, are my belongings yeah. now. <laughs> well, I mean, all my stuff is your stuff. That's true. We are we are one. I live in a smaller house <laughs> inside your house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, yeah, you keep me. Is that what I'm you like call a, a room? A smaller house <laughs> inside, inside my house? house? You're very confused about how houses work in general. I guess. I mean, I don't know. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of belongings, um, my mother came to visit me this weekend. Uh-huh. And she brought a childhood belonging of mine, which is like a little apple. Okay. Uh, that has jingle jangles inside of it. Okay. And I gave it to my son. And the moment I heard it, I'm going to play it for the, the crowd right here. Okay. <laughs> Fucking horrifying. Okay. But do you know where that jingle jangle comes from? How is that related to BNL? Oh, is that in When You Dream? Yes, it is. Is it the same thing? I don't think... I don't know for sure, but I am 100% sure that's the sound of When You Dream at the beginning of that song. That's incredible. Holy shit, what a find for I heard that, and it was like a chill went up my spine. (laughs) Like, they found me. They know where I live. They sent this back... Because Steve, obviously a time traveler, so Steve sent that back in time to where I lived to uh, taunt me. Sure. He sent it to your childhood self, which is even more chilling. He put that... And and I asked my mom, like, where did... Did you buy that from me? He's like, actually, I don't remember where you got that. (laughs) A strange man gave it to me. A very thin, strange Strange man. man. (laughs) Um, Long-fingered. Speaking of thin... thin, strange men... (laughs) We always got those segues on lock. He's a comedian from New Zealand and the host of the podcast, The Worst Idea of All Time, now in its fourth season. It's oh. Tim Vatt. Hi, Tim. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm so good. <laughs> this is the pinnacle of my podcasting career, joining you <laughs> I mean, on this show. I gotta say, it's uh, it's no small feat. You've been on tours with your podcast around uh, different countries, but you've never been talking about Stephen Page before, so... Yeah exactly <laughs> screw all of that stuff that's that's the hollywood wish wash that's, that's that stuff's right. pretend it's fake this is the real yeah. deal we're down in the trenches of podcasting here exactly right yeah the foxholes of podcasting we're literally underground as we podcast <laughs> <laughs> um so tim it's wonderful to talk to you um you have a podcast called the worst idea of all time uh if you have not heard of if listeners have not have you heard of it tim just out of curiosity <laughs> I've heard of it twice. Two people have brought it up to me. I've been doing it since 2014, and and on two occasions I've been reminded that it exists. Okay, very good. (laughs) Um, If our listeners haven't heard of it, basically uh, for one whole year, you and your co-host Guy watch a movie. So you started with uh, Grown Ups 2 and then Sex and the City 2, or do I have those reversed? No, you got it. You nailed it. Okay. And then we are your friends. Now you're on Sex and the City 1. Um. That experience, listening to you two slowly going crazy, is an absolute delight. Um, I'm wondering if the experience would be the same with music. Do you think you could listen to the same album every week? Would it be a more or less? Does the visual component add to or detract from the experience? I'm just curious if you could picture it. I think for me personally, I think listening to the same album every week would be worse. Really? Well, I like, I love movies. Sure. I love, mo- hey, I love a movie, you know, <laughs> let's be real. But music is very kind of, 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> spicy take from New Zealand. Uh, but music's very kind of like important to me, and I right. I use it very strategically. And it is uh, if I if I need to get in a good mood, I'll listen to some particular music. And if I need to, you know, go for a run or do some exercise, I'll listen to particular music. If I was forced to be in a particular emotional state because <laughs> I have headphones on and right. the same nine to 11 tracks play from an LP week in, week out for 52 weeks. I reckon that'd really mess me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. So do you feel like but movies... It'd have to be a bad album, right? It oh, couldn't be a good album. I get even a I good mean, I'm not, album. I, I, don't, I don't know if the, the, the podcast uh, deals with good movies, but... No, based it's on the one, Sex okay, and the City. That's what I, Sex and the City, I, too. I don't want to <laughs> offend anyone, right? I mean, there are people who probably love Sex and the City, too, I think, probably. <laughs> do you no. find people coming to your podcast like, oh, I was looking for a... Sit Sitsy podcast. What are Sitsy fans called? I don't know. If I have are. never heard anyone say Sitsy out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Sitites, sex men. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, a sex man. Good. I'm a sex man. I was looking for a sex man podcast. I think like Sex and City fans are just like they just go by whatever name of the Sex and City oh, character. Oh sure, I'm that a Miranda. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so but I mean, do you find people who like enjoy these things who are coming looking for legitimate critiques, or has there never been anyone like that? I think because we had a little back catalogue of uh, films before we did Sex in the City, uh, hopefully we've avoided that situation. <laughs> I don't know of anyone who came in. It would be a good prank, let me say that. Sure, if you sure. if you had a friend who was a big Sex in the City head and you were like, oh. look, these guys, they love Sex in the City, they, they review Sex in the City every week, but then didn't <laughs> tell you that we were just watching one of the two movies over and over and over again, uh, right. I think that'd be a pretty good goof. Yeah. Well, it's. I think you cover your bases from the start because your podcast is called The Worst Idea of All Time. <laughs> exactly. So the name's I, on the tin. Yes, right there on the tin. And we called ours like, don't come here if you love BNL. I think we have fewer one-star reviews on iTunes than we have right now. <laughs> Bad move. So do you feel like movies put you in less of an emotional state than an album does? Because It's I, easier to ignore for me personally. A movie, I, I can I can kind of let it wash over me. I can be watching it, <laughs> but I don't have to kind of check into it. Whereas yeah. music, especially if it was on headphones, which I assume it would need to be for, for this project to work sure. properly, uh, it would be inescapable, an inescapable emotional prison. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're kind of tethered to the couch. Oh, and you have a no phones rule, if I remember correctly. Man, I tell you what, we did in season <laughs> one. <laughs> But we, the most recent season uh, that, that we did, uh, watching Sex in the City 1, we actually did it in six months. So we were watching the movie twice a week. Jesus and, oh, uh, I have not listened to any of that yet, but Jesus yeah, Christ. It got it got pretty dark, but we uh, we had to loosen <laughs> the rules just a little bit for our own sure. sanity. Um, yeah, no fucking kidding. Guy and I, there's also another component which has made it worse, which is that Guy moved to New York City, and I still Ooh. live in Auckland, New Zealand. So now Ooh. we're both watching it at the same time at freaking weird parts of the day for both of us very early and very late sure. uh, but alone <laughs> like just separately <laughs> so it's very lonely and very awful <laughs> sure i'm absolutely wow. sure but did he move to sex he moved to new york because that's where sex in the city is that's set correct. correct yeah that's okay. right <laughs> he, just wants he to wanted be to visit the fifth gal perfect <laughs> 
Um, Tim, let me ask you real quick. That's why we're we... moving to Toronto. That's where, yeah, we're moving to uh, <laughs> whatever street he mentions in the one song that I've intentionally blocked after I Saint heard it a few times. Um, yeah, St. Clair. Thank you. Uh, what is your... Do you have any history with Bare Naked Ladies? Do you remember the band? Do you... Yeah. Okay. I mean, Did... look, every, everybody's got at least one or two fond memories of one week coming on. Either For sure. the radio in a car, maybe a karaoke bar, semi-ironically, after <laughs> right. it charted. Um, yeah. And I, I'm certainly no exception to that. I think, I mean, you, you guys are the experts. I can't remember what mm. year. I'm going to take a guess based on my memory of my childhood right. when one week was released. Okay. Mm-hmm. I go. think it came out in the year 1998. That is 100% correct. Good yes. job. Yes. Nicely done. Yeah, uh, February 1998. You've got to be careful in New Zealand as well because we're a bit of a backwater. So sometimes it came out in like 97 everywhere else in the world. Sure. But New Zealand oh. just got it the next year. So that I'm, might be I'm true. It, with that. And you are a day ahead of us as well. So if it were released yeah. December 31st, I have to double check here. No, you're okay. <laughs> you're all right. It did come out in 98. But that, so. I mean, that song, it didn't matter where you were. That song was a bona fide hit. I mean, everyone was into one week. <laughs> I'm delighted that it that it crossed the pond, that it was oh, a... Big time. Uh, international hit Jesus. i think as well new zealand considers itself a little bit of a canada of the south okay. pacific we, sure. we are to, okay. uh what is it we are to america what a Astri- fuck australia's america <laughs> and we're canada oh okay yeah that checks out all right so you're australia's hat is how it works <laughs> exactly but okay, actually God. upside down oh, you know shit. what we don't we don't need to delve into the uh, <laughs> yeah. particulars too australia's, much australia's out- diaper i get it <laughs> <Yeah>. australia's <laughs> diaper yes but after one week, I mean, there was like maybe one other song that I was aware of that they released ever. <laughs> and I think sure. that was it. That was my full knowledge of the band. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, probably Pinch Me was their big hit from the next album. Oh, that might yeah. be the one. Yeah. And after that, you're pretty go. much done. Yeah, did you hear the joy in his voice when you said Pinch Me? <laughs> it, like it all came flooding back. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, speaking of the joy flooding back from the Bare Naked Ladies, uh, let's kind of jump into this week's song and see if it sparked joy in you. So, uh, this week's song is called The Humor of the Situation. If you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. Okay, Tim, have you ever heard? Did you hear? Have you ever heard this song before? I forced you to listen to it this week. Never in my life have I heard this track. It's <laughs> okay. never happened. So, what did you think of it coming into it as a uh, a humor of the situation virgin, as we call all fans of yes. Naked Ladies? Well, upon popping my uh, the humor of the situation cherry. I my initial <laughs> thoughts were this is a song which I didn't initially hate but I could tell immediately after the fourth time I listened to it I would definitely hate it <laughs> and I think that's something that the bare naked ladies were real masters of was creating a song that you definitely want to hear one more time and you definitely never want to hear more than two more times <laughs> sure. uh, which is a real trick of constructing a, a pop radio hit I think yeah it comes oh, in hot with the snare drum. I love some drums. Mm-hmm. It's it's aggressive. It's almost like a marching band, the 16ths on a snare. If you see the 
the upright um, snare drum players. And then uh, there is a solo from what I can guess is a ice cream truck. Um, <laughs> it's some sort of incredibly affected synth that, <laughs> yes. uh, to me, I, I think they just got an ice cream truck to play on mic. Right. Mr. Freezy is credited on track yeah. eight for mm-hmm. this album. So gotcha. it seems likely, yeah, that that is what's happening here. That's um, what that is. Yeah, uh, yeah, boy, this is, I think you've nailed it. And I've never thought about that before. But Bare Naked Ladies really, they are like the the tequila of of bands mm. where you're like, that was fun. Let's do it again. And then Perfect. four Bare Naked Ladies later, you're like, yeah. let's never fucking listen to the Bare Naked Ladies yeah, again. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I can't even smell the Bare Naked Ladies without my stomach <laughs> clenching up. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you. This song comes in fucking hot. The drums for this song are great. Again, we have Tyler Stewart, our main yeah. man on the drums, killing. And then, it. and then just switching to like during the uh, like the chorus, just switching to a straight downbeat to like increase the urgency of the song. Like, yeah, that always gets me every time. I love that. Come on now, now, enjoy Yeah. And almost every time I hear it in every song, there's I wish every song did that. <laughs> it's every sort of song. like a drum equivalent of a key change, right? It's exciting. Yeah. You hear yeah. a shift. It's like a gear shift and you're like, okay. But my problem with the first set of drums that come in right at the start of the song is that I think it's a bit of a musical lie. It's like, oh, a little a little punk song or something. And it's like, no, it's Bare Naked Ladies. Uh-huh. We tricked you. <laughs> uh, they yeah. are musical chameleons, they- just like David Bowie. That's true. Are you comparing Bowie to be? I mean, look, on behalf of the rest of planet Earth, you fucking take that back, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's not cool. You can't just say stuff. Words have meaning. This is is 98, right? So Bowie is like touring with Nine Inch Nails at this point. Ah, shit. This is Earthling. They're like equal levels of popularity at this Mm -hmm. point, which is a nightmare to think about. Come on, boys. Rein it in. Have some goddamn respect. You're right. You're right. Uh, they do do a lot of weird offbeat, like the the drums being kind of weirdly syncopated during the chorus, mm-hmm. and then during verse two, uh, Kev Hearn comes in with those weird blips on the keyboard yeah. that are also offbeat. Boop. Yeah, which are like it's it's fun, it's interesting, it it kept me invested. It's just like he's like hitting like high up on the keyboard, just like hitting like a high <laughs> C, like <laughs> ding, 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 ding. over and over again. And then like that, and then that was irritating, but also like Ed's repetition of Steve, like when he, Steve goes, "Come on now," now and Ed goes, "Now,", now. <laughs> yeah, like come on now, now, come on now, now, enjoy the humor of the situation. opinion is is people who have delved through these songs on what's the singer's name who is this vocalist of being naked ladies so there's two vocalists uh and uh the main guy steven page who's singing this song uh and then the the backup guy actually that's kevin hearn the keyboardist on vocoder that you're talking about here but usually there's another guy this is meaningless tim steven page is the one that you're hearing throughout this song what do you what do you guys think of steven page what do you think because he's got a pretty (sighs) unique style Oh boy, it would require a, uh, yeah. a an empty book for me to write everything that I think about. His voice Stephen is Page. like a butterscotch waterfall. He, it is. His he, writing style is like a old. 
is butterscotch you would find is underneath a like your grandma's waterfall. your grandma's couch. Like it's got a little bit of hair on it, a little dusty. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's still if you suck off all that dust, it's still good. Yeah, but, he, uh, he's his writing is is rough sometimes. He's he's good, but he talks too much about being a shitty boyfriend. He's got and, a, he's got a lot of themes that he hits. Surprise. Here's another shitty boyfriend song. Like, mm. yet again, we've gotten a million of them, and this is just one more to throw onto the pile. Um, but we do have, there's a lot of differing opinions. Jesse Thorne, I believe, came on our podcast and said, does he always sound like that? Does he always sound like terrible? I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. And Jesse did like a, 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 a imitation of him, but it didn't sound like him <laughs> at all. close enough. Yeah. Tim, I, I mean, not really knowing much about him, what did you think about him? Well, I just, I don't, it's a singing style which... I feel like I get a good sense for who the dude is. Like I can uh-huh. see him and I get a sense for what he's like because I feel like he's not fully committing to singing because he's someone who feels a little bit insecure about his own limitations as a vocalist. And so as a result, all the bare naked lady songs that he writes have to be a little bit funny and he has to uh, have like 25% spoken word while he's singing (laughs) yeah and it's it's a shield because he knows that he can't he's no bowie you know he's no trent Reznor. he knows that he can't (laughs) carry a full weight of a song's lyrics on his own two shoulders yeah i I wonder and i wonder how much of that is because you take that back right now (laughs) you take that shit back i I fucking won't (laughs) um yeah, I, I mean, I we kind of get glimpses into his childhood from time to time, and I'm I'm pretty sure he was kind of, I mean, the stereotypical nerd kind of chubby kid. So I'm sure his humor and his, you know, somewhat self doubt probably mm-hmm. stems from that. Um, we're really getting into psychoanalyzing them in this episode, which is something we've and never. And isn't really... that fun? Isn't yeah, oh, playing is a completely fun. unqualified armchair psychologist always yeah. the best way to approach a podcast? <laughs> Do you think he's more a Miranda or more a, I can't even remember another person from Samantha. Sex and the Samantha. Samantha. I would say he is mm, probably a Carrie. I rec- I'd, I'd call him a uh, Carrie, yeah. actually. Yeah, he seems like he's neurotic enough to be a Carrie. Uh. Yeah. See, for most people, that's just a random pool, but you literally thought about it for too long. <laughs> See, I hate to say that you're in the world of well, Sex look, in the City, but... <laughs> I'm actually, at this point, a pretty qualified dude to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so I have some questions about this song, right? Um, so we dig into the lyrics? Yeah, let's dig into the lyrics a little right. bit. So the first verse is awful, but it's kind of relatable, right? Like they're talking about somebody and then that person walks into the room. I mean, they're, they're being shitty behind his back. Did they expect him to appear? Like, I'm not sure if they're like being shitty to this person being like, well, he's not going to show up. And then he randomly walks in. Does that make sense? When you walked in, I said with a grin, we were just talking about you. We all had to lie. Because you would cry if you knew we were laughing at you. I, Do they... I don't know why. I thought they were at a party, maybe. And they were that could be. Having a la- Is it definitely a dude that they're talking about behind his back? No. I think it could be either. But um, I don't think the... Neither person is gendered. But I think my read on that was that they were... He had brought this person as a date. And he was he was like talking about them to another person that he was kind of like with or he was like his his friends know that he's cheating on this person yeah and they're just talking like, he's like yeah I'm just, 
pulling the wool over <laughs> their eyes and we're just i'm just and they're all like uh, you're such a player they're all peacock and stuff like that it's like I don't know artist community <laughs> this is an indictment on you evan or him for writing the song because that's incredibly shitty and this song is called the humor of the situation <laughs> right and the chorus who the fuck is he telling to enjoy the humor well, his girlfriend is that who you're assuming of well no i think the humor of the situation is that he got away with cheating for so long and he's fuck. not he didn't get away with cheating anymore <laughs> Stephen page fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah dude this isn't a Stephen song page about is canceled <laughs> this isn't a song about him it's a song who's it a song about his his partner I mean, he's not writing. He's not saying, "My name is Stephen Page. So who is he I telling, am filled with rage, who is he telling and to everyone's <laughs> looking at me." Like, who is he telling to enjoy the humor of the situation? The, the listener. Is, the the narrator is a person outside of Stephen Page's. But no, this is a second person. As you walked in, I said, "I said with a grin." <laughs> so every time a singer, any sort of artist, says the word "I" in any in any media, they're talking about themselves. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, you're right. He, he might be playing a character. He's here. not playing. This is a. This is. I don't think Stephen Page <laughs> is like a, a pickup artist, right? You no, know, probably not. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. He writes so like, many songs like, about it. It's hard to remove him from that. Character. I was thinking he's kind of like a pickup artist slash like Schrodinger's asshole, where like he makes a joke, <laughs> where like and you don't really know like. He's like, he makes a joke, an off-color joke, and everyone, like, he's like, if everyone laughs, then it's fine. But if everyone goes, like, oh, it was just a joke. Sorry, guys. Sure. Like. The, that's the classic i think that's the meme online right now it's like wouldn't it be funny if we kissed unless i mean i, I mean it would be funny right? <laughs> it's a prank bro it's that kind yeah. of thing but to relationships yeah. Mm-hmm. yes yeah exactly i um, I, mean, I, I think this is him singing in the first person i i don't think i think you guys are over engineering uh these first person perspective lyrics <laughs> i agree i really i think this is the i think this is him i think he was so this is an autobiographical piece, piece about Stephen yeah. page <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. I, I truly, he's got so much experience here. I don't know. I think um, he's, he's maybe at a party. This is what I saw in my head. I don't know why he's at a party in my head, but it's just that kind of music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, if you're going to write a song this janky, I reckon you're writing about something that happened at a party. Sure. So he's, he's at a party. He's chatting to someone. I don't know if it's a, a, a man or a woman. I hadn't there, just a bit of a cloud in my head. Mm-hmm. But then they walk in and he's like... Ha ha! <laughs> this is funny. You got you got to laugh about that. It's like, nah, dude, you are being a real piece of shit, and you yeah. need to own that. And he refuses to because he's a big man, baby. <laughs> it's exactly. I think that's exactly on the nose. Well, he yeah. does. He does like most even page songs. You get sort of like the last stanza hint of regret. Well, in this song, we actually see the partner have some comeuppance, which is nice. We right. never have that. It's always like, well, I suck. I should kill myself. But we never have the partner who's like, fuck you. I threw you out. And then my like neighbor the, sprayed you with, with the hose. hose. Like that. So everybody knows what's going on. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is Actually, the third verse confused me. He He's lying to her. She threw him out. He comes home. All his stuff's on the lawn. And then we suddenly jump to like, as I walked out, I, I thought about it. And then I realized I was naked. <laughs> as I walked down. I thought about all I left behind me. I felt the chill because I was still wearing the emperor's new clothes. Oh, he's wearing the emperor's. So he's, he's emperor's new clothes. I mean, he's just sort he of he's like naked. He's clothed oh, in li- lies. <laughs> Saker. Wait, he's emperor's literally new naked. Were I know he, in the story, but like he's not talking about how he's literally naked. Yeah, he. Are you, what the fuck is the, wrong? Like, what just no, happened no, no, here? Like the the lie, the lie has been laid bare. 
Yes. Uh, but I get I, that using as a metaphor a naked person for your metaphor about not being <laughs> naked, probably not the not the greatest way to explain it. Gentlemen, I, I implore you to look at the next lines, which is while your next door neighbor soaked me with the hose, I've never felt so small. While your next door neighbor soaked me with the hose. soaking him with the hose and his dick is shriveling up because he is naked did you just yeah that's a fair call that's my bad (laughs) i'm willing to accept that unlike steven i can admit when i'm wrong i feel like i'm going insane here why am i being gaslit (laughs) all right tim you can take off the disguise (laughs) Um, it was steven the whole time (laughs) and i would have got away with it too if it wasn't for you rascally (laughs) podcasters um yeah I, I that it's a very very strange third verse in which i yeah I, I truly think he's talking about his dick there which is well yeah i mean i guess okay but i think you can your dick can be small when you're wearing clothes too but then why even bother <laughs> even bother <laughs> mentioning it in your dick. don't talk about your dick if no one can see it <laughs> that is the the motto that i've lived my life yeah by. i think that's an old confucian saying here's what i think is happening it's like the moral of the story is uh the name of the title of the song you've got to laugh at the situation and originally he's throwing that onto someone else to try Mm. and try and be like hey man don't get so mad at me like isn't this funny that i was talking shit about you behind your back isn't that a hilarious laugh yeah and then when he finally uh has some consequence and as you rightly say some comeuppance uh for his terrible (laughs) actions then um he kind of has to throw that back on himself and he has to be like, oh man, I have to laugh at the situation which I engineered, which has made me homeless in Canada, <laughs> which I have it on good authority, is cold. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, but this is, I, I think, uh, the humor of the situation right here is like something I had to conquer in my relationship, which is the the saying like, it was just a joke as whenever somebody else gets offended. Right. Because that's a hard thing to stop doing is, mm. is to be like, why are you upset? Like I was just joking because you know, it doesn't matter if Saker loves joking, pushing boundaries. They were upset. I mean, come on. It's a hard thing to do. Is yeah. it not? <laughs> I, I think so. I mean, if, if you're not aware of the people around you and sure. you don't care about God them at all. Damn it. Evan. All right, yeah, you're right. If you're a psycho, totally. If, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you're a sociopath, you're right. It is a really yeah. hard thing to do, psycho. Yeah. Well, moving on from that note. <laughs> um, yeah, musically, yeah. Kev's keyboard playing is a delight, but that, that ice cream synth that he's got on is super grating. Um, yeah. Very, very weird. Um, that, I don't, that's the main feature of this song where I was like, I'm happy to hear it. And I reckon by the second listen of the song, I will be unhappy to hear it. For sure. It's like, oh, musically, it's like a I like the music box. It is. I liked how the, uh, the end of the song sort of like, they kept piling more and more on musically. Like it's into like sort of a beautiful insanity is like everything sort of just comes apart. Like this narrator's web of lies. Sure. Like I felt that was a really fun, like sort of musical meta commentary on the actual, like, text diegetic yeah for sure yeah i think i mean that that maybe that informed because when tim started talking about a party i was like i wrote like this is a real party vibe in my Mm -hmm. notes like things are going crazy and and it's got like a driving beat to it right yeah it goes it goes yeah for sure
plops, uh, as, I, as I always say. <laughs> the plops. New, that new phrase in the. It's it's new in the U.S. You can get it started in yeah. uh, in New Zealand yeah. if you want. It, that shit I don't plops. believe you. <laughs> um, <laughs> that uh, the great uh, viola. There's awesome. Like the strings in this track on the bridge are awesome and mm-hmm. really unexpected to me. But the bridge is fucking weird. Have you heard the one about the boy? I was trying to parse the meaning of the bridge for a long time. The part about the uh, the boy who moved into the hen house to sleep. Um, did either of you have a read on those lines? It's four quickies, but like, oh, I mean, it's he's obviously cheating. It's he's obviously cheating with a lot of women, right? So he's thinking he's moved into the hen house. Like he's oh, so he's the, the fox hens. who has access to all the ladies. You know, all these like, he's keeping this all balanced. And then he woke up with egg in his face because everything just comes so apart. They fall out. They all found the out women. About. Yep. Sure. Okay. Yep. And all the hens cross the street, so no one wants to be with them anymore. <laughs> sure. Okay. Huh. It's like a, I, my partner loves Law and Order SVU, mm-hmm. as most partners do. <laughs> uh, and there's an episode I think starring John Stamos from Full House, okay. where he has I think like 13 different wives and 40 or so different children. Jesus. And they all like it's the the episode is them slowly finding out sure. about like all these extra wives. And I think one of them kills him with a diving knife at the end. <laughs> okay. But it's like a weird diving knife cuz it like injects air. So he like gets stabbed. It's like season 15 of Law and Order SVU. Yeah, so they have the most the insane thing. Like so chair. yeah, it blows him up. <laughs> Scanner style his yeah, head I, just it's, I, I don't know. It injects air into you when he stabs you. It's it's like made for scaring off sharks or something. But Bizarre. it just that just reminded that like episode reminded me this song reminded me of that episode because he's trying to balance all the like keep all these plates spinning in the air. This yeah. song reminded you of that episode where John <laughs> Stamos gets exploded with a diving knife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? What the hell, man? I mean, didn't it, didn't didn't it remind you of that too? I mean, I thought that was I like mean, a universal look, human experience. I I I don't. Uh, I'm not a big lyrics dude. I don't really listen to lyrics. I don't pay uh-huh. attention to lyrics to the point where I feel like I haven't developed that muscle. Uh, oh. Where I can even hear them particularly well with my songs. <laughs> okay, so you just hear like a wah wah, like a <laughs> the peanuts. Yeah, teacher. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I hear. But it's it's in some sort of a mood or tone, uh, in keeping with yeah. the song, uh, whatever mood I've decided the song is in. So this <laughs> well, is just like. <laughs> okay. That's almost the exact same impression that Jesse Thorne did, which makes me think that I'm hearing it wrong. I think Maybe, we, man. Something are is we wrong. gaslighting the world? We are, or the world is gaslighting us. Jesse and I are actually just both gaslighting you. We, we're coordinated. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Perfect. Stevie mm. P and Jesse T. Um, <laughs> do you remember when Caller ID was a thing? I love sure. that that's a, a crux in this song, that you couldn't write this song today because it would be meaningless. There's no way his his girlfriend could find out that he was cheating from maybe this is worthwhile because maybe not everyone's listened to the song and i'm not a, a good lyrics dude even though i did listen to the song a couple of times <laughs> right. uh take take me through exactly what is said in this song so um the first verse uh you know he walks in uh or somebody walks in and they're then at, everybody's they're at, they're at a party where a band is gonna play the 
commentary lull before the band begins okay, to so play. Okay, so do you want just me to do it, Sager, since you don't actually remember <laughs> so even the words I'm that are written on I'm literally looking at the lyrics that I'm forgetting. <laughs> um, so they're talking about someone, and then they have to pretend like they weren't uh, at this party. And then in verse two, uh, I said on the phone, don't wait till I'm home, but I'm sure I could hear you crying. I said where I was, but you doubt it because it's the caller ID you're buying. So she has bought caller ID, which is so quaint and delightful. Uh, and uh, and she knows that he's calling from, I guess, another woman's phone. Mm-hmm. Is that what's... Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and then she throws him out of the house. The bridge about uh, moving to the hen house. And then verse three is he's leaving... Uh, wearing perhaps no clothes or a renewed sense of self or whatever the fuck Ev thinks it is. I took off my clothes. Everyone knows. <laughs> and then uh, and then uh, this woman's next door neighbor uh, shoots a hose at him while his uh, penis shrinks. <laughs> it I mean, it's, it's really Beatles-level songwriting there, isn't it? <laughs> this is some Lennon and McCartney girls. Yeah, I mean, this is like a Maxwell Silver Hammer stuff. This did right? kind of make me think that this was a lost... Like, yesterday actually happened, but it was only to this song, and the Bernicke ladies <laughs> were able to write it. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically that's basically it. Um, and pr- as, as uh, pseudo-experts yourselves, is this what Bare Naked Ladies music is? It is Stephen Page writing about what a piece of crap he is in various different situations. This is easily 30% of it. Yeah, and also, wow. I implore you to stop calling us BNL experts. <laughs> he said pseudo-experts. We are, yeah, I guess so, pseudo-experts. Which is, which is perfect. That's yeah. what we are. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's about 30 to 50% of all Stephen Page's songs are about what a piece of shit he is. Yeah. Or I mean, what a piece of shit the narrator is. Yeah. Oh Sorry. come on! Don't don't extend him too much credit. He's definitely just talking about himself. <laughs> what? So um, what? I know this is outside of the song a little bit. Right. What are they doing now? Like, what's what's <laughs> going on with them? Are I, they still all alive? I hesitate to tell you that they're still making music. <laughs> they're yeah. still put. They're on their twelfth album. They're going to release their thirteenth here in not too short of a time. Thirteenth. Uh, yeah. uh, yep. We should all be so lucky. <laughs> we should all be so what lucky. Are they, Metallica, come on, <laughs> and Pack it in. just like, like Metallica, Metallica, the albums keep getting better and better as they age, yeah. which is. I see. Uh, Stephen Page has left the band. He left after their children's album uh, because he was caught doing coke, um, and that he has his own successful, successful solo yeah, career. I think so, uh, yeah, and that's they're they're all still making music. So have they got someone else to sound like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy who so they like split singing duties between Steve and Ed, and now Ed just does all the songs. He is his two main influences are like deep country and like gangster rap. So if you can imagine oh what Bare Naked Ladies sound like today, <laughs> that is the most Canadian thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's very very just Canadian. like straddling two cultures that definitely neither of which belong to you. <laughs> That's yeah, basically what's what's going on. Uh, I think deep country we can pretty resolutely say belongs to Ed. He is a yeah. a very very much graying white man who who you know lives in L.A. now. I think so. I guess yeah. so. But don't don't you have to give country to kind of the southern states? Like they don't have a lot yeah. else that's remotely good. What do they got? Racism, uh, <laughs> low rates of literacy, yep. and country music. Uh, measles measles outbreaks. Measles outbreaks. Got yeah. that definitely. That's on the list. Yeah, yeah. Stop with the cultural appropriation, Ed. Give country back to the people who deserve Stop it. Facts. This is what I'm saying. And I mean, (laughs) hip-hop, it's going to take a pretty long day to convince me that hip-hop belongs to him. 
<laughs> okay, I'm not arguing you on that one. But you did hear him rap in one week, so you're kind of convinced, right? Uh, now, here's the fucking thing about that. Is that that's not I don't is that rap? That is that's why that song is so successful, right? Because it is going it's like what's it like? It okay, it's like seeing a juggler on the street, someone who's busking, juggling, mm-hmm. but they're only throwing two balls in the air, <laughs> but they're using two hands, but they're doing it in some sort of really like flashy way where they've convinced you that it is juggling. Sure. And you get so enamored with that juggler because you're like, this both looks kind of impressive, but also super accessible and like, I could do it. Yeah, And like that a- I think is the appeal of one week <laughs> because it opened up, quote unquote rapping to an entire selection of white people the world over it was like oh yeah uh 60 syllables in 10 seconds i reckon i could manage that (laughs) like monosyllabic really basic rhyming schemes yeah yeah i think i could wrap my laughing gear around that one (laughs) look now i too am a hip-hop star like the singer from bare naked ladies (laughs) yeah it is rap in many 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 number one yeah, oh yeah. yeah, for sure. It's like going out and seeing the juggler busker, but they're behind a curtain, and you can only see like that when the when the juggling things go up into the air. Sure. So it's just he's just standing there with a hundred of them and just keeps throwing them into the air and doesn't catch any of them. Sure. Yeah, it's they a, just fall to the ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, just like I mean, smoke and mirrors. That's kind of what we're talking about here. I mean, that's Bowie's yeah. signature I mean, move. So I mean, <laughs> where well, they are equal, if not better, than David Bowie. I yeah. think is what we're saying here. Um, Tim. Did the uh, were you I, I just want to say on the record, I'm not agreeing to any of that. <laughs> well, by by appearing on this podcast, yeah, uh, you are. Sort of a... <laughs> um, were you comforted by the extra "you" in the title as a New Zealander? Oh, I didn't even notice that, but <laughs> yeah. now I am for sure. <laughs> okay, does it make you like the song more? Um, like is a strong word. <laughs> I feel like I have a stronger affinity for it. Whenever sure. I see that extra you pop up in color or humor, it does, it, it, it warms my heart. That's for sure. Good. Yeah, that is, I mean, this is, Canada and New Zealand have so much more in common than the United States and New Zealand. Just the spellings. Yeah. 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 We're the Commonwealth, baby. <laughs> we got to stick together on this. Um, Ev, did you have anything that so, I didn't, go ahead. Last line, the last uh, stanza. Sure. When he's, when you get that flash of regret, do you think he regrets like like losing his partner and the life that he's missed out or do you think he regrets being caught Uh, uh, i don't know i think he regrets being caught i don't i think he's gonna do it all over again what's the line have you got the lyrics in front of you yeah the line is as i walked out i thought all about all i thought about all i had left behind me as i walked down i thought about all i left behind me it doesn't even sound like he regrets it. He just yeah. acknowledges that he's lost something. Oh, I mean, but then later on he says, "My mind was racing with each chance that I had missed." Chance that I had missed. Uh, I missed. Yeah. So I think he's. I think he regrets being caught. Like he he wanted more. He wanted to sleep with more women. Yes. I wanted to cheat. I wish I had cheated on you more. <laughs> my mind was racing with each chance that I had missed. Since I was gonna get thrown out anyway. Put it on my tombstone. <laughs> How did this guy release a kid's album and thought he was going to get away with it, man? Well, he was really high on coke at the time. So. Yeah, true. To be fair, that doesn't be your judgment. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
uh, Tim, do you have anything that we didn't talk about that you uh, had written down? Yeah, or did we? Oh, go ahead. I've got at least one question, and there Please. may be a couple more that form while we answer it. Sure. Where does this stack? I mean, how many songs have you guys busted through so far, and where does this rank? So, oh, that's how we're we're gonna rate the song at the end of the. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll rank it momentarily, but we are on episode number sixty-seven. This will be. Are you fucking kidding me? And here's the worst no, part: we we're are not. on album five out of twelve. God damn, <laughs> gentlemen. And and that's from the guy who does the worst idea ever podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to tell you something that a lot of people have told me over the years. You got to stop doing this, boys. <laughs> yeah, it's not great for our mental health, but we're we're doing it. It's fine. Yeah, I'm oh, like man. I'm slowly being stockholmed into like yeah, really enjoying them. this band. And actually, I would say that this probably ranks not to tip my hand here for me, probably in the top 25% of Bare Naked Lady songs. That is a damning indictment on the rest of the <laughs> discology. Buddy, you're telling me. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you great. feel like that because I are you guys going in chronological order of we the are. releases? So we actually so, right right now we're on the top of the hill. We're looking down at the valley below us. Okay. And are the are the songs musically getting better? Are they exhibiting more skill as time goes on? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, they are, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we are weird, unfortunately, agreeing to it. But yeah, but I mean, honestly, I, I'm sort of the fan, I guess. And Evan is sort of the newcomer. And I know that, again, we are at the top right now. We, I can't wait to dig deeper into their like 2018 album and shit. Yeah, where it's going to be so good. All garbage. <laughs> oh, Fully God. nude. Please help us. Fake what do we do, nudes. Tim? How do you do this? You just got to do it, man. And you got to do it as quickly as you can, I guess. So okay, we're, it, it's going to be a very painful few, I don't know, year, we, few uh, months. I don't I, know. How do you want to slice it yeah, up? Yeah, I mean, we used to record twice a month and do two eps. Now we record every week yeah, and well, do two But eps. we should start releasing them as two a weeks so that we can no, just breeze no. I don't want to do that, Saker. <laughs> um, okay, Evan. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me how this song relates to the Harry Potter universe? <laughs> yes, I absolutely can. Okay. Tim, as you well know, this uh, album came out the same year that the Harry Potter franchise films went into uh, production. So of every song, it, every song <laughs> is about Harry Potter. This one specifically is about Harry Potter himself, old Harry Potter. They from like Cursed Child Harry Potter? Yeah, Cursed okay, Child Harry ahead. Potter, where he, uh, I mean, you got to know him, right? The guy's an asshole. He's always been a dickhead. <laughs> okay. Right? First girlfriend crying under the mistletoe. Second girlfriend, well, actually, it's just a second girlfriend he marries, right? Oh, Ginny? Is that his yeah, second Yeah, Ginny's his second girlfriend. All right, fair like, enough. marries her right out of elementary school. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Oh, he groomed her. Oh, no, well, I don't know if he. Well, I mean, only, he did. They were like four years apart, five years apart. Yeah, that's not, I mean, that's not a bad age. But when he was but, 20, she was 16. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> That's not a fun thing yeah, to say. So out he's loud. A, in the in the because uh, in the last movies he's what eighteen nineteen right so that so. would make her fourteen when she he falls in love with her. Oof. But I mean he's he's grown up with her sort of too. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and he, they're always. I think that was just to like frustrate the Hermione Harry sexual yeah. tension, although there wasn't really any. Yeah. Like there's like as much sexual tension as someone who's really smart has with I don't know any sort of piece of debris they happen to walk past <laughs> okay. on the road. Piece of debris, damning. Are you, are you describing Ron or Harry? Both. Okay. I mean, like that Radcliffe. Yeah. I mean, oh, Radcliffe's a great actor, but uh, Harry Potter, not a great character. So yeah, this is old Harry Potter. This is Harry Potter with a little bit. This is Daniel Radcliffe with a little bit of gray in his hair. Uh-huh. Like, uh, shows up at the to drop off his kids for the Hogwarts Express. But you know, he and he and uh, Ginny have been like fucking arguing the whole time, the sure. whole way over. Like, sure. stone face silent, smile for the picture, Harry. Smile, smile. <laughs> they give the little wink to the camera, and they're off. He's like, 
could have fucking been somebody if it wasn't for you. Jesus so Christ. Yeah. So they actually sent the kids off to Hogwarts, and this is their first kid. They're sending off the kid to Hogwarts, and they're being like, okay, now we can finally separate. Okay. Like, oh, I just, see. Now that we're in <laughs> We just need to stay long enough for little... Uh, Christ. This is so dark. This is the worst Harry Potter fan Ugh. fiction I've ever heard. Uh, for a little serious, serious Severus to go to Hogwarts, and then... Uh, <laughs> Then they then they can finally sign those divorce papers. Oh, what do you think divorce is like in the wizarding world? Do you think he just cast a spell? <laughs> I think, yeah. Um, do you think he like broken his homicus? Do you think he like takes memories of like like sex he's had with all of like this? Because I mean he's he's a popular guy in the wizarding world. I bet Harry Potter goes to like the three broomsticks and he's not buying drinks all night, right? Sure. I bet the ladies. He's are- over. I think he's over it. Everyone else is over it. He's one of those guys who was like all state back in college, but now he's just fat out of shape. He's like, I you know, I was going to be the wide receiver, but I broke my ankle for the tryout season and I never got it back. And I could have, I could have been in the top baby. I could have been the NFL. Everyone's like, all right, Harry. Okay. Yeah. So it's like the wrestler. Have you seen that movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, he's yeah. like past his prime and he's like sitting there playing Nintendo games about himself exactly. with little kids. Yeah. And he still gets, he still yeah, gets occasional women who hit on him at bars and he always takes them home and sleeps with them. But he's a bad father. He's sure. a bad husband. He's bad at everything. Jesus. Totally. And he's a policeman too. <laughs> he's got to know he's a crooked cop. Uh, uh, well, thanks for that. Do you think he like, uh, <laughs> I think he goes home. Uh, like sad, and then he takes memories of like all these like one night stands he's had, puts them in the pensieve, and then relives them and just jacks off to it. Nice, yeah. I think that's probably definitely what's happening. And this song is all about that. Yeah, <laughs> terrifying. You really guy. you extrapolated a lot from these lyrics. Well, I this is him say. walking away from the Hogwarts, being like, right. "Oh, Ginny finally found out." Sure, yeah. And then he's got the whole Weasley clan after him. Mm, Jesus, not that that's going to do anything. I think it's time to move on to rating this song. <laughs> Okay, as you know, uh, but as Tim may not know, uh, we rate our songs on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. The fewer clothes this song is wearing, the better it is. The more clothes it has on, the worse. As always, we give our guests a little time to think, and we will start, Ev, with you. So, Ev, what do you think? How do you rate this song? Well, um, so I'm at a concert. I'm watching the band play. It's really good. Uh, they're a great band. They're a punk band. Mm-hmm. Like, like like the good drum beat for this song, and they mm-hmm. do that downbeat drums that I like so much. When I see someone walk across the dance floor fully nude and I say, Who, what, what, what just happened? I got to and it's like one of those scenes in a movie where like everything sort of slows down and stops. And sure. I just see this. I'm like, I don't, ex- I didn't expect that here. Sure. What's going on? So I, you know, I'm drawn to them and I follow them into like the, I follow them into the bathroom. Like you never should do. Okay. Terrifying. You're so, a creep. Yeah. And then there's just the open window there. So I'm like, huh. That's interesting. Well, I got to see what's out here. So I climb out the window onto like the fire escape, go down, and uh, I see like a flash of a shadow walk all the way down the fire. I mean, climbing down the fire escape, getting all sort of like, gritty and, and dusty. And I look down the, oh, shit. Where are they? Down the alley, both ways. Nothing, just like a, a, a Coke can and then some like uh, Burger King weed. Burger King wrappers, like <laughs> sure. urban tumbleweeds. Uh-huh, so like Burger King wrappers floating in the wind, McDonald's, Nicky D stuff. And I notice, oh, the sewer, the sewer grates open. Huh. That's... That's pretty odd too, but you know, I'm really drawn to this person, and I've never seen a naked person in my life Jesus. apparently. So I crawl down the sewers, um, and this isn't like a sewer you would see on like a like a television show where it's big. It's like one of those like actual sewers. Okay, so you're down like I'm literally like yeah, commando crawling. crawling through this thing, like grease and dust, and like there's one of those things where it's like up to my chin, uh-huh. and then like you just see like this like thing bump into my cheek oh, and sure. slowly like go across. Yeah, you're and, smelling shit. The oh whole yeah, time. yeah, okay. and then I fall out and like it billows out into this like big pool and uh there's just like 
it's deep, deep, murky water. And I'm just kind of like treading water. And I just see this shape down at the bottom. I'm like, what the, what the fuck is this? It's, it's just like a beautiful like outline of a human body. So I'm like, I'm going down. I'm going down. There's a little bit of light there, like a little pinprick. And I start swimming towards it deeper and deeper. And I just feel it sort of enfold me. And it grabs me and pulls me in. And it just whispers in my, my, my cheek, like, come on now, now. Come on down now. And it just draws me so deep. And then I guess I drown down there. I guess okay. I die. So this is a this is a fucking fully nude song for me. I really <laughs> fully nude. I fucking love this song. I fucking love the driving beat. I fucking love the enjoyment of it. But I feel bad for liking it, and it's gonna kill me. Okay, sure. And everyone and everyone's like, yeah, exactly. So I love this song, and just as my story was going through, you're like, why the fuck is this guy still following this yeah. lead? Why is he still doing this? I don't know. I don't know. Right. I don't why are know. Still doing this podcast. I don't know I don't why know. I like this song so much, but I do. Wait. So this is—is is this your first fully nude no, song? No, I've had fully nude song. Alcohol was fully nude too. Alcohol was fully nude, right? So, but yeah, um, this is fully nude. So for me, um, gee, I can't believe this is fully nude for you. That's blowing my goddamn <laughs> mind. Um, this is—I've uh, uh, lost my job recently, and uh, I had to get work anywhere I could. Your job at Thomas Thorne Middleton <laughs> High School. Correct. <laughs> So I am, I'm, I'm just like, I'm flying everywhere. And finally I get a job as a sign spinner at a fried chicken restaurant, uh, down the street, which is great. I don't have to drive. I can walk there every day. It's okay. The pace sucks. So I, uh, I, I get down there. I walk to this store. I, I'm dressed in a full chicken costume, right? And throughout the day, like I'm spinning this sign that says, Wait, "Like is it like a chicken, co- like a real, like a photorealistic chicken costume?" No, it's it's one of those mascotty sort oh, of okay. chicken so costumes. Like a yellow, like but a also cluck, cluck. it's yeah. the middle of the fucking summer, just like it is right now. So yeah. it's 97 degrees. Mm-hmm. I am dying. I'm sweating. And what I didn't realize or I didn't think about is that this is like the corner of the road that's like this is near the bad section of town. So like as people drive by, chicken I'm district. spinning the sign, the chicken district. <laughs> I'm spinning the sign that says like you know get your licks at Chicken Kicks. And people are throwing like malt beverage bottles at me and they're breaking and I have just like goop all over me and people are spitting at me out their windows. And then like, it's, it's like pretty fucking bad. This is maybe the worst (laughs) job I've ever had in my life. But then one car comes by and just to add insult to injury, they just came from a fishing trip and they pitch out their line and it snags (laughs) on the crotch of my chicken suit. They drive away and it rips out the crotch of the chicken suit and my underwear. And you could tell that all this stuff, the sweat has soaked in. I have this shriveled (laughs) dick underneath the chicken costume. So it is pretty much fully clothed, except the exposed section is <laughs> the genitalia of the man <laughs> underneath the chicken outfit. I was not a huge. I would say it's okay. I Come like on now, now upper twenty five percent. I'd say there's 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 some nudity, and the parts that are nude are the important parts, right? Mm-hmm. It's the parts that you want to see on nude people. But yeah, t- tell me honestly, you won't be singing Come On Now Now. Like, it won't pop into your head three or four months from now, and you're just going to be like, oh, come on now now. It won't, because by then we'll have listened to the next song 50 times, yeah, and the mind. next chorus will be stuck in my head. Yeah. Tim? Yeah, I might just be going insane. You might. <laughs> Could you tell us, on a scale of Bare Naked to Fully Clothed, where this falls for you? I'm at a rugby game with my dad <laughs> at a fully packed stadium. <laughs> Uh-huh. And uh, we're approaching the end of the first half. So we're about to go into a little interval, a little break. And suddenly someone uh, takes the field and um, they're not supposed to be there. It's a fan. And it, as we look down, uh, the sports commentators start looking at the Jumbotron and they go, hold hold on a second. That guy, he looks 
He looks familiar. He looks like a figure from yesteryear. Some sort of forgotten hero of pop music. Is that Stephen Page from Bare Naked Ladies? <laughs> and uh, the crowd is clapping. They're going crazy. And this man is... Uh, he's not naked like a streaker. Oh, no. No, 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 no. He's got Bermuda shorts on. Uh, he's wearing what the Americans would call <laughs> flip-flops. What we would call jandals. Uh-huh. And uh, he's wearing a uh, a singlet, no sleeves, and <laughs> that is this song. Uh, this song is nowhere near naked, naked, but uh-huh. <laughs> it doesn't have a ton of clothes on. So there's a lot of skin. Um, there's a lot of fun to be had, and quickly the song is tackled and taken off the field. And <laughs> whilst everyone was delighted to briefly see someone in Bermuda shorts and a singlet take the pitch, uh, people were even more delighted to know that we don't have to deal with the song anymore. <laughs> sure, absolutely. I am so sorry we made you listen to the song upwards of four times. <laughs> Dude, it was six minutes out of my life uh, versus <laughs> countless hours spending with Sex in the City. So don't worry this about it. This is true. <laughs> Speaking of Sex in the City, Tim Bet, it's a pleasure to have you on. What yeah. can you plug? What do you have going well, before on? Before you ask the well, place, I want to oh. hear more about Jandals. Oh, yeah, Jandals. We both were delighted at that term. Oh, yeah. You haven't heard of Jandals? Never no. in my life. Right. So that's what we call flip-flops. Uh, the yeah. cousin of sandals, I guess, is the etymology of that word. Um, oh. oh, sure. But I in Australia, like Australia and New Zealand, we, we call them jandals around here. Oh. And I think that... If I'm being honest, I think this is one of those things where Amer- the sort of North American continent needs to actually flip over to our way of talking because we wear them all the goddamn time. Like, it is part of our <laughs> national wardrobe. So I think sure. we should be the authorities on, on what word to use for it. Yeah, that's I true. Agree. We don't get, we have half the year I thought it them. was like sandals you could kind of jam in. So you put them together, <laughs> jandals. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tim, please please plug something so um, we can stop this podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, where we're at right now is an interesting spot. We have just finished season four of The Worst Idea of All Time. We don't know what the future holds, but there is a huge back catalogue uh, of episodes and seasons to listen to if, if you're interested, if you're inclined. Um, that, that's, that's probably it from me. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's the most fun yes. thing. You also have a, a delightful... I'm going to plug something for you because I love it so much. You're Till Death Do Us Blart. Every November you watch Paul Blart on Thanksgiving <laughs> with uh, four other people. And uh, you're going to do it till the end of human time, correct? That's correct. That's the hook of that podcast. Yeah. We do it with the McElroy <laughs> yes. brothers who do a very successful podcast called My Brother, My Brother and Me. And they all have their own respective different podcasts as well. Uh, Guy, my co-host on Worst Idea and the three brothers, we, we all get together on uh, New Year's, American Thanksgiving, sorry, not New Year's. And <laughs> okay. uh, it's it's like a new Blart year, you see. We've set our calendar <laughs> by the Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 watches. And uh, it's it's... It's a lovely annual experience, so I invite you to uh, dip your toe into the water that is Till Death Do Us Blart. (laughs) So, if I could ask a question about that, who do you think among your uh, little tontine there is going to be the first to die? And what's going to be like the first episode you do after that, since you're doing this forever? Well, they've each named a replacement for themselves. Oh, good. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's no doubt it's going to be dark, because this is kind of a gimmick that we came up with in light-hearted good humor. But, you know, someone will die at some point. (laughs) Um... And theoretically, we will keep doing it. So, Jesus I Christ. man, I don't. I'm gonna say me because I don't want to put that bad energy on anyone. <laughs> sure. You know, 
that checks out. Tim, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, man. thank you. It this was delightful so to talk to you both, and less delightful to um, <laughs> dig into the back catalogue of bare naked ladies. <laughs> well, thank you for putting up with it for yes, us. No, we'll talk to you later. Much appreciated. All right. Hey, Evan. God, it just never stops. Nope. There's always a yeah, every every other episode. I, I sound exhausted on the commercial. <laughs> I say, I sound commercial always. It gets Evan. If you could turn any part of you inside out, which one would it be? Um, it still functions absolutely normal, but you've got like your flesh. You're just it's just all. Well, all then it would reversed. have to be like my appendix or something that people can't see. Why would you, you want, want? You want like a creepy, bloody arm? No. Why do you want that? Because you want to be left scare alone. the crap out of people. Do you want to scare people? Who doesn't want to scare people? Me! I want to be friends with people. Don't you just wish you could, like, bleed from your <laughs> eyes? I can if I want to. Like, I'm from your eyes. Just, like, bleed. You know, just, it doesn't hurt or anything. Do you think bloody tears is a good trope? Uh, it's weird. It depends. Okay. It, it seems very biblical to me, right? Yeah. Like, blood coming from any sort of orifice or anything like that always seems like it's, like, a possession. Yeah. A possession yeah, narrative. Yeah, sort of, yeah. I, I, I feel like it's, uh, it's... It's related to stigmata. It's yeah. not. Okay, if you could replace one of your body parts with somebody else's body part, what would you change and with whom? Some I famous person's body person. I swear you asked this like six episodes ago. I probably did. My. <laughs> Do you think about this a lot? Your ass with a duck's bill. <laughs> and then I just shit. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, I would replace, if I could replace any body part with somebody else's body part, I'd replace your voice box with uh, a Come on truck's now, now. motor. <laughs> I was going to say, you'd place my voice box with Stephen Page's voice box. Oh, come on now. 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 I like that. What would you replace on do you think? Do you think if you did that, you could go like audition to be lead singer of BNL? We could have the band back together. Yeah. Oh, we need to do... They should make a national treasure, except if they're trying to steal Stephen Page's voice box to reunite the band. They could do like what a uh, journey who just got the lead singer that sounds yeah. exactly like yeah. Steve Perry. Who is he like a Filipino man? Yeah, or something? yeah, he's. Yeah. I mean, his voice is amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. So yeah. yeah, okay, they should do that. Steve Perry, Steve Page, Page, Page give Perry. us your voice, like Ariel in The Little Mermaid. Steve Page wants to swim underwater, so yeah. he goes to the Land Witch. Yeah. He falls in love with a fish. <laughs> so he goes to the land witch, trades his voice, then I get the voice because I'm best friends with the land witch. Are you really? Yeah. How do you know the land witch? You guys went to high school together? She came to my boys' christening. Oh, apropos of nothing. You always want to invite the local witch. Okay, sure, like, sure. I mean, even if you don't really know them. It's and just a, it's just a common courtesy. Even if you're not religious. <laughs> she came in on a harpy. Wow. It was pretty cool. She was there in a heartbeat. Harpies smell, though. Really? Pretty bad. What do they smell like? bird shit yes <laughs> why did i ask yeah, they're not they're not very clean people yeah I, well are they even people yeah i mean they're half they're half woman okay would you call a half person a person i wouldn't call a minotaur a person would you call a mermaid a person no i'd call them a mermaid. i think it would depend on which half it is like if it's the top half that's the animal sure. like where the brain is sure. they're probably less of a person did you ever think about sex in the little mermaid universe no why would i <laughs> <laughs> that seems insane why would anyone yeah. think of that forever you're right i'm sorry so you would switch your... You think a lot about switching body parts, but never about sex in the little... In the metaverse. I'd replace my teeth with... Ruth Bader Ginsburg's Ruth teeth. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's an old one. We've lost that thread. Yeah. I'd replace Prince Eric with a puppy. She'd fall in love with a puppy. Much less complicated. I guess. It'd be so much easier to get kisses, too. Yeah. He, like, walks well. in. Problem solved. You know who else gives really good kisses? Oh, jeez. <laughs> 
That would be G- Jerome Wetzel, the <laughs> network creator. You know, every day he wonders things. Funny things, inspirational things, weird things. Now, Wetzel's Spetzel. Wetzel's special. Special thoughts. <laughs> Most of these thoughts are crap, but every once in a while, say once a day, he has a thought that someone else might appreciate. More often than not, he's wrong. But that hasn't stopped him from launching Jim's Dailies by Jerome Wetzel Do you think he has Facebook. any sorcerer's powers? Uh, what gives you that idea? I didn't have the idea. I just was thinking. Do you think that he has any sorcerer's powers? And um, if so... Go ahead. Finish your thought. Uh, if he has, the, if he has the power to uh, summon grass. Yeah, like, so you could... Like, he'd be really popular in, like, housing developments or something. Sure. So instead of, like, having the sod, you just have him come there and you'd, like, sit, like, uh, crisscross applesauce and, like, the dirt for a while. Sure. And then just, like... Sure. <laughs> and then, like, slowly these little fingers of grass would poke Love up through that. the dirt. Yeah, okay. All he right. summons lush grass. Come on now, now. I yeah, like and then it. he has to, like, go eat an entire Chipotle burrito to restore all of his uh, energy. Jerome, <laughs> Jerome, please come and, and summon some grass in my yard. Do you want to know what the latest two uh, things on uh, on Jim's dailies are? Are they grass-related? No. They're, please come to the IABD Radio Hour's fourth anniversary. Uh-huh. That's the thought. That's a that good day. thought. And then today's is... Boy, yesterday sure was a crazy <laughs> fourth anniversary <laughs> party. So it might well, be advertising. I think there were all the grass there. Yeah, uh, it's true. There He's is... like, I'm going to summon so much grass. Because he usually doesn't do it indoors. Oh, sh- oh fuck. Yeah, it smashes through the floor. It's really Mad Lab's s- ruined. smash, per se. It just okay. kind of, like, undermines the floor. Right, but it, like, is grass stronger than a floor? Uh, I mean, if given enough grass. Uh, Jerome? Oh, oh. All right. Thank you, Jerome. All right. Well, in any case, um, you can check out what the fuck is the copy. You definitely will. Every day you'll get one post and one post only from Jerome. Like and subscribe to see what he's thinking about next. Then donate at patreon.com slash IABD and put in the comments that this madness needs to stop. Donate enough and maybe he'll delete the page and stop making us read copy for it. All of our programming, most of it much better than Jim's Daily by Jerome Wetzel, can be found at IABDpresents.com. And we're back on It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spinity span that big old wheel. And we've come up with, for this week, fun and games. Fun and games. There's a board game based on this song. What are the mechanics, pieces, etc.? So, the humor of the situation. I feel like a fun game would be, like... Having to, as a asshole, balance a bunch of like it's basically like that sitcom episode where somebody brings two dates to the sure. party, but you have like seven dates. Sure. And uh, so it's hard. You have to like balance everything, and um, it might be. God, I, I'm trying to think of like a hidden yeah. identity mechanic oh, where okay, like you're trying okay. to guess who is the asshole sure. and who is just being played. Yeah. So in some way, maybe it's like Clue, where maybe not even you know you're the asshole until you just have to figure out like, well, Colonel Mustard had yeah. a date on Tuesday. Yeah, you're just on a you're just a bunch of cheaters. Okay, I guess <laughs> then that would everyone be asshole. <laughs> I think you're a werewolf. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> it's just a group of werewolves. <laughs> um, boy, I like that um, humor of the situation. So, or you're uh, you're play you're trying to find out whether your partner is a cheater or not. Okay. And you're playing, you're playing the other partner. So you're all, you're six men or women and you're all dating somebody and you're trying to find out because you, you've only got bits and pieces of this person. Uh-huh. Like you know who they are, you know who yours are and you're trying to find out if 
your person is not your you're the person you're trying like the person you're with is, tra- is sleeping with any other player oh i like that so you're trying to like track them down you're going to like put their like you get you the cards are like their cell phone like you you get their cell phone password and like so you're being you're being kind of a dick too sure. about this like by crossing boundaries but it's how many boundaries you like because so the the mechanic it weighs boundary crossing versus the the strength of the relationship Oof, too it so you a can ton. <laughs> yeah i like that except i feel like that's a very much a one-time game because how many times could you randomize their cell phone records or their you know what i mean well, um, i mean it depends on the type of it depends on the type of game like it could be if it's a board board game where there's like actually like cards and shit or sure. it could be a like a a half board half tabletop game sure yeah it does so it's like a role-playing like, game so it feels you're like a mall madness sort of yeah. <laughs> doesn't it i don't know where you have to like pick up the phone and check the records what if it's a real oh, phone that you have to yeah i like that tony um, likes you <laughs> um yeah I hey could... babe oh gosh yeah and there's there's pre-recorded messages and oh shit my from god people. that would be fucking great oh yeah and it could be you could have an app so you could uh, that you could keep updating it 100 percent, and it could randomize every single time yeah uh actually there, who that that cheat there is a game called inhuman conditions uh mm-hmm. that's uh a game of cops and robots uh and basically uh you are given a card i am it's a it's the Blade Runner simulator, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to determine if you're a robot or not. And you're given a card that says you're a human or you're a robot. Mm-hmm. And I'm always a human. There's uh-huh, and there's uh-huh, if there's it, a if tick. People give me a card that says I'm a robot. I'll rip it up and stop playing the game because <laughs> I do not play robots. That's not cool. Robots have a tick, something that they have to do to to like you know it's some sort of robotic law mm-hmm. right and so the, it's the it's the interviewer's job to pick up on that so maybe if you're a cheater it gives you subtle clues that you have to do uh in order to win the game mm-hmm. uh and the your partner has to not pick up on them to be unobservant yeah and i mean you can as the as the player who's trying to find out you can sort of set the scene yeah so you're like you can pick like a location like oh yeah we're on a date now and i'm gonna try and like maybe get you drunk enough for you to spill something or oh. you know and you can you can set a scene so much that like if you find out like hey they i think they might be cheating on me with like a uh, a grad student sure you can go to like a college bar and try and see if you like run into them so for... this is like half role-playing i mean you can't like like there are like the, it's like the tells you're talking about and it's not just the person too like they could like the tell this thing might give them up anyway. right yeah so, yeah yeah so if they're in a college bar they'd have to act, act a little bit extra nervous or something like that okay. or or even if there's not even acting involved if you're just using the dice mechanic you're like yeah you take them to a college bar they seem more nervous than normal is like sure. the response you get from the what game What if it's an AR game where you have to in order to play the game go to a specialized clinic and have them put certain things in certain parts of your body So it's a Black Mirror episode. And so and so you know if you go to the bar and you get drunk I they get to activate that thing on their it. app that makes you feel drunk and so you might give away a little more information than you normally would oh. An app that makes me feel drunk. <laughs> you do or you don't? I do. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, like you the worst part ingesting. about well, I I like the taste of beer and like some liquors, but like I don't want to like have you know a thousand calories in me that I don't need. So this if I just true. had a little thing I could swipe to make me drunk and then unswipe, <laughs> like. But what if it was? And I just want to be the perfect amount of drunk because like you know it's hard to fucking measure, yeah. right? Like you you can push too hard because you're you're drunk and your inhibitions yeah. are lowered. So you're like, oh fuck, I want to feel like this forever. Nope, I went too far. It's too late now. Here's the problem: you got your cell phone. It comes unlocked somehow. It's in your butt, and you move the slider all the way up to super <laughs> drunk during your meeting or uh, your interview with the president. 
the president. <laughs> yeah, I don't president know. Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. I would be very drunk for that. I'd have to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So I think we figured it out. It's part tabletop, mm-hmm. part board mm-hmm. game. Part role-playing game. Part ARG. Part role-playing experience. <laughs> yes. It's the cheater, exp- it's the uh, humor of the situation. The and it also has to be like, like it has like a pun-based humor or something in there too because it's got to have <laughs> some like some fucking of stupid joke. joke. Okay. Yeah. Like all the characters' names are all fucking puns. This game is absurdly complicated. I kind of love it. Yeah, it's like, and this is this is the type of game that like doesn't do well. Sure, like it maybe makes its Kickstarter, and then like oh, five hundred copies are made, but then like twenty years from now, it becomes an elector like a, a collector's edition thing. Because I don't even, it's So it's so idiosyncratic. What happened was it's it's a Kickstarter game that met its goals, and then it did the stretch goals to, like, now it's an AR game. Now you can make yourself drunk with this app, and then it just never came out because they just over-promised and totally under-delivered. So, yeah, this game uh, this game sucks and never is released, yep, and, and it no languishes in Kickstarter it. history forever. Isn't that funny, guys? <laughs> Humorous situation. Come on now. Now's the time in the show when we take an email from our fans, our friends, our goofy little compadres. This is an email from our friend, Daryl. Daryl says, hey guys. Hey, Daryl. If the boys of BNL were superheroes, what would their superpowers be? And what would be their, who would be their nemesis? Excuse me. So, their superpowers and who would be their nemesis? Uh, boy, oh boy. These are good questions. Yeah. So let's go through them each very quickly. Uh, for Stevie P, I'm going to say the power, you say the nemesis. Then for Ra- Ed, you oh, say oh, the power, Jesus. I say the nemesis. Okay. Okay. We're doing it really quickly. I don't round. know if I want to do that. Okay. But. Here we go. We have to. Okay. Stevie P, uh, his power is, he has the power to inspire, uh, to turn up, dial up and down your emotions. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. And who's his nemesis? The band. The literal band, Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> he is the nemesis. Oh, he's a bad guy. Now. Okay. Oh, sure. Because he quit the band and he is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So he might not be a bad guy. He might be the good guy and the BNL is the bad, bad sure, boys. We don't he's know. The, he's the, yeah, the nemesis. He's okay. an anti-hero for sure. All right. Ed, power. clean up this city. <laughs> Ed has the power to turn into steel. Okay. Solid steel. <laughs> uh, stainless. Stainless, solid steel. Um, his villain is called the spin cycle uh-huh. and so uh basically he can whip up any he's amount a, of he's water. the best bicyclist in the world yes i'm sorry thank you he's the best bicyclist in the world they don't have to be one-to-one right, right. exactly okay uh so yeah he's the best bicyclist in the world and um he's able to kick you with the back of his bicycle <laughs> he's kind of one of those street level you villains that? like it was like a show like on USA or something, and it was like Bay City Biker or something like that. Nope. It was like on that on the time when like the USA channel was doing all those dumb shows like Thunder in Paradise, okay. where it was just about like a, a guy who was really good at driving a boat. Oh, that's fun. It's kind of like a, I think it started Hulk Hogan. Holy shit. Yeah. But like great. one of them was like Bay Biker 2000 or something like that. And it was just about two like bike cops okay. that uh, were in the Bay Area and used their bikes in s- tricks. Did you know there's a. Did you know there's a, uh, a a cop show? It's a live cop show that runs every Friday and Saturday night on some cable channel. But what they'll do is that they're, it's in like a dozen cities around mm-hmm. the U.S. And Cops. one of the cities is, but it's like it's like live oh. track or something. So it's mostly just like them sitting in their car? But no, so it's in a dozen. So whenever something non-exciting is going on in one of the cities, I'll switch to another one. But Columbus is one of the cities oh, that it goes Jesus. on in. I kind of don't want to watch that. Neither do I because it would be yeah, our yeah. police. I mean, people that you see every day. And yeah, yeah. it just seems. That seems rough. 
Okay. So <laughs> the next uh, member of PNL is Jim Cregan. Uh, his power is uh, stretchy limbs. He can stretch. Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. Jim Armstrong. Jim Armstrong. Jim Stretchy Cregan. Armstrong. We're not making up names for him. Okay. <laughs> Who's his nemesis? His nemesis is Comb Over. <laughs> and what does Comb Over do? Uh, he's got like he's like odd job where you know odd job throws hats. Well, this guy throws like razor sharp co- like spined combs. Perfect. Uh, Kevin. Power. Kevin's power is the uh, his eyes can see into <laughs> your deepest heart. Your deepest heart. Like he he. It's like mind reading, but only for like the ultimate truth. So he can sure. say he can say words that totally. Oh take sure. You, he can say whatever he needs to do to take you. He can take you sure. apart entirely. We're not making like superhero in names. One sentence. But his superhero name is Deep Cut. Yes. Uh, actually, that's his nemesis. His nemesis this is, is Deep Cut. Cut. Uh, Deep Cut has the same powers as him. I thought Deep Cut's like a Superman. Uh, so he's invincible in every way except emotionally. Oh, Deep Cut has a sword that doesn't inflict physical wounds. It only inflicts emotional <laughs> wounds. So when she slashes at you, uh, it makes you feel horrible inside. Well, just like, remember, it brings like the most horrifying bad memory that you have back to your yes like, absolutely and you have to and you, you shout it out too so everyone can hear it <laughs> yes exactly so she and kev are on the same sort hey, of remember that time I t- <laughs> <laughs> um the next one is ty uh ty has super strength super endurance and um uh invulnerability is <laughs> his uh, Nemesis is the uh, mu- the music critic for the <laughs> Toronto, Toronto star, star <laughs> Jeremiah Stevenson, <laughs> whose children Rick, Todd, <laughs> Farson, Chuck, Andrew, Norris are all they're like they're really little, but they're super good at gymnastics. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. he sends them. They send they they sneak in and they get the they get the juice on the bare naked ladies. Sure. And this guy he writes up all the baddest stuff. Because that's the only way you can beat somebody like Superman is you hurt the things that are close to him. Correct. That's what makes you gotta, you gotta pull on their hooks, right? Sure. So wait, we covered Steve Ed, Kev Jim, Ty. That's it, bud. That's it. We did it all. Daryl, thanks for the question, yeah, thanks, buddy. Daryl. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. Hey. Hey, man. Evbo. Go down. We done did it again. No, uh uh-uh. As we always done do. Um, you can review us on iTunes. You can get with us uh, on Facebook. I forgot to do this last episode. Yeah. It's all been done. A Bare Naked Ladies podcast on Twitter. We are at Been Done Pod. And you can review us on iTunes. Please leave a review. Any We're number on. of stars. As long as you leave some words, we'll read it. We're on Google. We're on Ask Jeeves. I have some good news for you. What? We are now tied with Bare Naked ABC. Somebody gave us a five-star rating, but didn't leave any words. Oh, so that's nice. Bare Naked like, ABC in, in like rating in like rating level. Yeah. Are you just coming at them again? No, because. Tracy forced me to bury the hatchet when I was on for the Fight the Power episode. Oh, he like made he said you... we're friends now. Oh, he <laughs> did? Said, okay, we're friends, I guess. So we can't fight them anymore. They're our friends now. I didn't. I wasn't ever fighting them. I was. I was the only one who gave a shit. But uh, yeah. Hey, uh, more news. The Columbus Beef. Podcast Festival was canceled. So <laughs> we will not be doing a live podcast in August. Uh, I mean, we so... can still do a live one like... Oh, let's do in, it in my lawn. In your house. Yeah, sell your tickets. Lawn. Just yeah. like I tried to sell tickets to a wrestling event in my front lawn when I was six years old where I was just going to yeah. hit my friends. There'll be lemonade and popsicles. That would be fun. I kind of want to do <laughs> that now. So it'll just be like a, we'll just be sitting there in like lawn chairs. Yeah. Not even record. We won't even record. Okay. It's, well, just, yes, it's a live absolutely. Two of us talking. Shit. But it's canon. So if you're not there, you miss a track from Maroon. Sorry. Like, <laughs> we're never going to upload it. It's we done. need to have like a bootleg recordings like people's cell yes. phones. Yes. 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 And it's you can f- barely hear us. It's the fish concert of Bare Naked Ladies <laughs> podcast. What a convoluted metaphor. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 
Well, Ev, what do you have to plug this week? I gotta plug all the holes in my body. Oh my gosh, that's like 90th time you've said that. What are you gonna plug them with? Uh, this delightful podcast. Ooh, you're gonna plug your butthole with a delightful podcast? Yeah, I want to hear the like just a little vibrating down there, yeah, like the, the little warm tone of yeah, my own voice. Dude, yeah, it's like standing, yeah, standing on one of those mirrors with mirror versus the mirror, and you just see yourself all the way down. I'm Evan all the way down. <laughs> Jesus, so you want yourself to be shouting into your own asshole? I feel like that's a metaphor for your life. <laughs> Put it on my tombstone. Shouting into his ass. I'm Saker. I'm Evan, and we'll see you again in one, one week. week.